Welcome to the Spacebar podcast. Um, on this episode, we're going to be talking all about big commerce apps. Um, and joining me, uh, I'll be your host, Paul Casey. And joining me on the episode will be Tom Robertshaw, who's the Innovation Director here at Space. And we've also got Kieran Cole, who works in the development team, mainly in, in the front end, but leads a couple of different projects within the team. Um, do you guys want to just give a quick introduction about what your involvement is with big commerce apps as you know within your role at the agency? Tom, do you want to start with you? Yeah, of course. So over the last year, I've been heading up an initiative to, to build a suite of apps for big commerce. So I have a very keen interest in terms of um, the apps in the space, how the, the ecosystem is growing, how people, um, the different options are available uh, in every category of app. Um, I think one thing to, to call out that I, I've noticed recently is that um, the app store is growing. They've almost got a thousand apps uh, in the big commerce app store from from my um, investigations. And that's that's up um, by about 150 um, apps in just this year alone. So um, we recognize that big commerce as a platform is, is growing, but clearly the ecosystem is, is growing uh, as well. And it's quite common that we would obviously work with third parties, given the SaaS based model of big commerce and, and try and bring in kind of best of breed into the tech stack. So I'm not surprised that number's growing. Um, I think a lot of the the change that we've seen, particularly, you know, maybe in the last 12 months where people are relying a lot more on that third party tech rather than building things custom is, you know, is good. And it's good that we've got a lot of options out there in the market. Uh, Kieran, what's, you know, what's your involvement um, for the audience, people, you know, people listening to this? What's your involvement when it comes to third parties on big commerce projects? Um, so on the development side, we're much more um, involved in more integration um, of, of the apps and the styling them to basically match the look and feel of the merchant site. So we're in, in the trenches, as it may be, um, in terms of like doing the day-to-day the -day work on them and just making sure that we're going from a sort of a plug and play app to making sure that that fits sort of all the requirements from a merchant and fits with the with the ethos of their site going forward. And some apps, are, obviously, some apps are really easy to work with, really, you know, easy to implement. Some of them are more challenging, depending on what the client would like, you know, the use case and, you know, the requirements. So it'd be good to maybe touch on a bit of that because um, it's always, you know, some apps, uh, one of the benefits of, of any good app is that it's really quick and easy to install from an agency perspective. Uh, but we do have to customize some and we do have to work like customization uh, throughout the projects that we work on. So be good to maybe touch on a few of those and, and the ease of implementation um, so people can learn about that. But what we've done is we've we've basically picked out 10 key areas um, ranging from things like CMS to reviews, subscriptions, retention, analytics, et cetera. Uh, just some key areas, 10 key areas of apps that you know that we would generally use. And, and what we want to do with each one of those sections is you know, make some recommendations for, for what we've experienced uh, probably in the last 12, 18 months, uh, more so that we're leaning on uh, with our more recent experience with the re-platform projects that we've been involved in or the retainers that we're working on with clients. And, and hopefully you can get some benefit from that as somebody that works in e-commerce or somebody works with big uh, big commerce specifically. And um, there are a couple of caveats, you know, these are our opinions, you know, it is based on Space 48 specific opinions. It doesn't mean to say that the apps that we're recommending here are absolutely perfect every time. Um, you know, the, it depends on, on your, you know, your specific use case, your your customers, your, you know, the, your business setup, etc. And I think as well, if you're a third party or if you're a tech partner listening to this, 
just because your you, your brand doesn't make the list doesn't mean we don't love you. It, it's just that these are our recommendations based on what we uh, can see. So, um, yeah, the the I think some of these subjects we've discussed. You know, we could do a specific podcast just about CMS or just about reviews or whatever it might be. And I think that's something that we'd like to do in the future. But for now, we're going to try and touch on high level in, in a couple of key areas, uh, ten key areas that we think would be good. So. Uh, we're going to kick off first of all with CMS. Um, Kieran, do you want to talk to us? Because you, you've obviously had a lot of involvement with CMSs and you know how we can manage content uh, throughout the the customer journey uh, with BC. Um, what are, what are the what are the kind of key areas that or the key recommendations that we would make in that area? Yeah, so it's it's one of the the, the biggest apps we we tend to look at in the in the discovery phase. And I think for me, there's there's a couple of sort of market leaders out there that do end goal do very similar things but the the implementation of them and how you work with them as like a development team are, are a bit different um so you've got shogun which um i think a lot of people will know from their um sort of experiences with shopify as well uh, they're much more of the traditional drag and drop cms um where you can go and create like reusable content blocks and um, be able to drag them around your page and have them sort of link and and sort of merge with the ethos and, and look of your site because um, there's nothing worse than having a, a CMS where you can add the, all of the data you want, but not have it look like your site. So they do a really good job in terms of giving the user freedom to be able to go and create sort of elaborate designs, but at the same time stick to that look and feel of what their brand sort of specifies. Um, and then sort of the opposite side of that, you've got a company like Styler, who Styler are much more of sort of the high-end CMS. Um, they do... They're a lot more restrictive in terms of the content that's that's added to the page, um, but that ensures that there's like no room for error in terms of um, making sure that that site matches the the look and feel. Um, and on top of that, you've got a lot of customizations that they've added to the platform, whether that be um, integrations with uh, third parties like Instagram, or even having shoppable content where you can go into a block image have little hotspots on an image and be able to click them and go through to the, the purchase journey. It's a bit so more that, non-traditional kind of blocky experience that isn't it? It's trying to break it down and make it have a bit more of an editorial feel, isn't it? Absolutely. And it, it for what it does, it, it, it's brilliant. And it makes sure that the user can get back to that purchase journey from sort of anywhere within that platform, which is great. Um, and then I think one more is less so an app, but more of a sort of an advancement with big commerce is their own um, their own page builder offering, um, which has been around for I want to say around about eighteen months, two years now, um, and it was something that big commerce were really sort of crying out for and and, and needed to look internally, which they've uh, they brought out page builder with their own um, array of, of widgets that can be used across the stores, um, and. For, from a development side, and at least from my point of view, I think that that's it's a much more on the the Shogun scale in terms of giving a lot of flexibility, um, but that has the advantage of being just permanently embedded into the platform. There's no there's no third party or sort of additional costs, um, and again, like Shogun, you can go and create your uh, your customizable blocks, but that's much more of a sort of development task in in comparison. And it's safe to say with CMSs, we've, we've worked with a number of different CMSs that maybe um, 
you know, another one that's maybe not on the list is Contentful that we've, you know, that we've worked with in the past. And, you know, there, there are probably, um, well, there are others out there in the market, you know, that, that could potentially, you know, rival those. But I think those three are, are like three options of maybe some recent implementations that we've done that have gone well. Um, I think the a, a lot of a lot of how content is managed sometimes is merchant by merchant, sometimes is industry specific. You know, in terms of certain requirements, you know, certain um, features that they specifically need. But I think there's some good recommendations there for you know for people to go away and research and, and take a look at what might be good for them. Um, in terms of um, the next, the next kind of key area, the second key kind of uh, pillar of apps that we'd like to discuss. Um, we're looking now more at the kind of shipping experience and, and back office workflows. Tom, uh, what are the what are the ones or what are the apps that you've come across that you think work quite well, and that you know that we'd recommend as an agency? Yeah, there's a couple of like, really uh, key players to to call out straight away. The first being Shipper HQ, um, which have been kind of partners with e-commerce for for a number of years now, and really helps you like, craft a great shipping experience from the customer's perspective. So they're very much on like the the shipping experience at the checkout and, and the cart, to, so that you can give fine grain control over what shipping methods are available to customers, depending on kind of where they are, what they're purchasing. Um, you know, perhaps even offering things like estimated delivery, um, click and collect and things like that. Um, so that's kind of a, a no brainer for um, leveling up that side of, of shipping. Um, but as I understand it, they're kind of less involved in the, the back office workflows. For that, you might look at partners like ShipStation, um, which, you know, once you have the order, what, what, do, what do you do it do with it? Um, and what's the, 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 the most optimum carrier to send it with? Um, how do you get the, the order information into, into that carrier? Um, so ShipStation will manage all of that, labels, et cetera. Um, then the last one I wanted to call out, which I have less um, experience with, um, but I think is, is an area that is worth uh, calling out because I feel like it's it's not given a, a lot of intention um, is around delivery tracking and um, a, a return center. So the app partner is Aftership and they're another provider um, like the, the previous two, they're in kind of multiple um, e-commerce platform spaces um, and they will they will handle that. So if a, a um, delivery is delayed um, or, or someone just wants to kind of get the latest tracking information for, for their order, um, they will manage all of that sort of portal within your e-commerce site and simply with return so they can um, initiate a return um, with the authorship portal within your big commerce store. So uh, those three together, you, uh, it feels like it feels like job done for shipping and you can move on to the on to the next one. Yeah, I think a lot of the a lot of the shipping requirements from a client depends on what their um, what their business type is. So, for example, we work with businesses in, in the home and garden where, you know, they might be delivering a shed or they might be living like a huge piece of furniture or even uh, more recently, uh, well, not more recently, but click and collect and, you know, other requirements around click and collect or split shipments coming from different providers. So I think obviously if, if someone's out there and not really sure what to do, I'd, I think Shipper HQ, like you said earlier, is, 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 you know, very well known in the space. Good, good, good guys over there, good people to speak to in terms of recommendations um, or your agency obviously makes some recommendations there. So um, like you said, it isn't, it isn't something that, it's not the sexiest part of e-commerce, but it is actually a, you know, it's a obviously a critical cog um, in the machine in terms of delivering good customer experience. So, um, some good recommendations there. Um, back in stock notification seems to be a hot topic um, with a lot of our clients this year. Um, just in terms of, 
supply chain, <laughs> you know, and, and other other challenges that might be going on that maybe weren't issues two, three years ago, um, or as much of, of challenges. Um, it's something that's on most roadmaps, uh, and and if not, you know, um, it probably should be because this is just again just creating a good good user experience. So, Kieran, what would you what would you recommend in in the back in stock notification space? Um, I think as a starter, Swim is probably one of the sort of the leaders in this in in this field. Um, again, another app known for the work that they do with Shopify. Um, we've also got an integration with Big Commerce. Um, and I think what's really nice about this app is that they they take developers into account in terms of having multiple integration approaches. So um, from a merchant's point of view, plug and play might be uh, the best route to go. But from more of a, a development point of view, um, integrating it via JavaScript and um, their API gives us a lot more flexibility. Um, so I think between the between the two of them there, that gives us a lot of um, a lot of control and of how something looks and feels, um, and being able to to integrate that on the site. It's quite um, important from a merchant perspective that flexibility, isn't it? Because there's nothing worse than this is how our business works. Can can you do that, uh, Mister Developer, or or your agency, or whatever? You know, I can't believe I just called you Mister Developer. Uh, but yeah, the um, I, th I think that level of flexibility is kind of what BC is built on as well. You know, in terms of the OP a open API framework. So that's that's good how that kind of ties in. Um, what's what's the other recommendation on that? Sorry, Kieran, to go across there. So the other the other integration we'd recommend is in stock notify. Um, so they're um, a big commerce only app at the minute, I believe. Um, and something I found out the other day, which is quite nice actually, um, this app basically came from the developers building this for their own store and having other merchants come to them and say, we want this functionality. So that's uh, that's led to them building the app and it's sort of quite a nice story for them. Um, but yeah, so um, with the within Stock Notify, it's much more um, within the platform itself. So once a user signs up and um, gets an email sort of sent out to them, that email has come from in stock notify via the, the customizations within the app, which is quite nice um, as you've got everything sort of all in one place. Compare that to something like Swim, who they've got their own advantages where they've got integrations with, uh, with different sort of ESPs. So you can have those emails sent out from the platform that you're using if you want to sort of keep all of that marketing and, and email content in the same place. Um, so I'd say for there's it depends on how as a merchant you want to work, but I think both are both are really good options um, in in this field. Cool. Um, just moving on, um, email service providers or ESPs. Obviously, this this is it's quite a competitive space. Uh, just in general, uh, there's a lot of options out there. Um, we know of, of or we know of, and we have implemented. Uh, technology that that hasn't necessarily got an app uh, you know an out of the box app but we are reviewing apps on this podcast so um i think it's more around what are the best apps that we've come across that are, that are in the marketplace rather than what are the best esps i think that's for another another podcast episode that we can do but um of of the apps that are out there on the market tom you know what are the what are the best kind of esp apps um for, for big commerce that we've come across yeah certainly i think i like initially just second that like it's it's a huge space kind of the email marketing um space so it's impossible to call out all of like the um important players but uh, like a, a few um that we have worked with recently on on projects um the first i call out is is clavio um you know they're a 
relatively new player over the last few years, but they've um, kind of stolen a march on on the market. Um, I think in particular, at least how I read the situation is because they've been an email marketing platform that is, is e-commerce first. Um, like that's that's what they do. That's their bread and butter. Um, so the entire platform is is kind of designed and orchestrated around uh, e-commerce, which just means that it's, it's just a really good tool for the job. Um, so, so that the one that I would certainly recommend um, will handle all of your email marketing. It's got a huge amount of integrations and great kind of ecosystem um, around it. So, you know, we might talk later around um, tools like Yotpo. So, knowing that all of your other third-party apps can kind of trigger um, events in your ESP is is going to be a key to kind of, um, key to the success and uh, getting the most out of each one of the products. So that's that's been um, I've been impressed by what Clavio are doing. Um, but there, like I say, there's plenty of other players. Um, Dot Digital um, has been in the in the space for for a little longer. Um, they're well established, um, particularly for larger businesses. So perhaps you could argue they have uh, they might be more feature rich. They have things like product recommendations um, and retargeting and live chat built built in as well. Um, and so um, they're, they're certainly um, a platform to to consider. And then, like a household name being being Mailchimp, so so perhaps not kind of e-commerce first, but um, healthy e-commerce features uh, built in, um, very easy to use. So depending on kind of where you are and as a business, um, uh, you know where you are as a team and what you're familiar with, um, kind of probably will come into play when when you know choosing choosing your ESP, which one of those might be suitable for you. I think just to reiterate, obviously we we do obviously we've implemented other. Um, other ESPs like a Metria or a Marsis. Um, so that they it is possible to do that, but obviously with this just being a review of apps that you can pretty much get off the marketplace and, and get up and running with. And um, that's why we wanted to cover those previously. Um, the, the fifth kind of area that we wanted to cover is subscriptions. So um, subscriptions is something that is, you know, it is business specific, not, not necessarily every product needs to be bought on a subscription, but we do find that in the health and beauty um, space, or you know the the kind of areas or the or the the sectors that require replenishment or you know repeat purchases on a regular basis, there are some some really good options out there uh, when it comes to subscriptions and and how um, recurring billing or how we would how you take the payment and how you manage the customer experience on that. There are some good apps out there in, in the space. Uh, Tom, do you just want to talk us through a couple of the options on big commerce? Yeah, certainly. Um, the first I'll sort of talk about in, in well, first two that I'll talk about in one breath because they're, they're quite similar in their approach is recharge uh, and bold. Um, so bold in particular might be um, for familiar with as they have a number of, of apps, uh, particularly in the Shopify space as, as well. Um, both um, do really good do good job at subscriptions, managing that customer experience. So choosing between kind of one-off purchase and um, and a subscription purchase on the product page. Um, but I think it's also notable the way that they kind of handle the in, entire journey. So the actual checkout process for for your subscriptions or for your customer subscriptions are through their own checkout, the recharge checkout and the and the bold checkout, as I understand it. Um, so you know that's one one approach to doing that, which is is very valid. But I think it's one of those things you'll will come down to when you're evaluating kind of all the different providers out there. Um, kind of the benefits of these providers using their own checkout means it's it's really well optimized. You don't have to worry about it from from a subscription point of view. Um, it takes care of it. And you know the beauty of many of these apps is they're they're SaaS services that mean you don't have to worry about things. Um, but you know you, perhaps you want maybe you have a customized checkout or you want more control over it yourself. 
then you might look at plot, uh, other partners that um, you can make use of the the big commerce checkout, um, and they they kind of sprinkle subscriptions into that. So the other big commerce um, app that I wanted to to mention is Rebilia, which is is very very similar. It, it, you might consider it as a, it's a smaller player, um, but it will add subscriptions to your big commerce store without needing to kind of also have two different sort of commerce journeys as it, as it were through the checkout process. It's all using the same um, big commerce checkout. There are pros and cons to both, aren't there, Tom? And, and and again, I think this comes down to when you're gathering requirements and and trying to figure out exactly what, you know, what a, what a merchant is trying to achieve. It, it really does depend on the business. Like you said, the approach towards how they want to run subscriptions, um, the options that are available. I do know that um, from working with uh, the brands that you mentioned and the the um, sorry the brands with within our our group and and the the clients that we work with that often is the case that something like recharge or bold would would answer most of the requirements would answer most of the use cases you know in in, in most instances um, and and are great tools to use and the fact that they specialize in that area and they add to the product and build on it over time is good because then you're not managing your own technology in in that respect so. I think that that side of things is, you know, subscriptions is certainly something that is on the up. More and more people want that monthly monthly reoccurring revenue for for customers and and to make it easy to do business, and, you know, for for purchasing those replenishable products like we discussed earlier. So, cool. So that's that subscriptions done. Uh, the sixth key area that we want to cover as a recommendation is search and merch. Very similar to ESP in the there are so many different options out there in the market when it comes to um you know picking a search provider how you merchandise your website how you merchandise you know uh, uh, plps etc um so tom do you want to lead us off on that um in terms of options available there yeah yeah massive space um the first partner um, that I have to mention is Clevu. Um, you know, started out as a as a search app essentially, uh, and have grown into more of the merchandising space as well. Um, I, I remember because you know, I was working with them to sort of help them launch their their product at the time into the Magento space back in I think it was like 2014, um, and so. During that time, you know, even at that early stage, I was really impressed with with their approach um, compared to other search services at the time, particularly with um, NLP, so natural language processing. It actually kind of not only did, was it a search that learned, it had an understanding of like the intent behind and, and the context behind the search rather than just being a, a simple sort of keyword search process. So, you know, Clevu have been around for a while. They've got great technology. Um, and, and given that, that, that long, longevity in the, in the marketplace, they have you know, a really rich set of, of features around the search and merchandising um, that means you can kind of get, get the most out of each of those, um, each of those areas. So, um, you know, all the way through to scheduling um, campaigns, product recommendations and personalization more, more recently as well. So, you know, as the, as, as the full package, Cleaver are, are definitely um, a partner to be, to be considering. Um, on the other hand, I haven't actually implemented Clevu for a long time, so it's probably worth um, um, Kieran kind of adding some of his, his experience. Because I appreciate the the integration process. There's there's probably multiple routes um, to to go about adding Clevu to your school store and, and customizing it. So um, yeah, Kieran, what's what's your experience been? Uh, yeah, so once again, so Clevu have been using a, a JSV one implementation, which is sort of a, a JS library that they've been uh, they've been using for quite a while. Um, across it works it's plug and play um and it, it does the job but it's quite rigid in terms of what it in terms of what it does and in terms of development freedom um it's not quite it's not quite there for us 
but what they've done uh, recently, which is great, is uh, launch JS V2, which is a much more sort of developer-friendly uh, way to implement um, Clevu, and basically having each of the each of the elements that Clevu provide us, so search, faceted, uh, faceted search on the PLP um, and um, product grids, having each of them as components where as a development team, we have a lot more control over the look and feel of it, um, how interactive it is and just how we how we pass through that data. So I think in terms of an implementation, there's, there's like you said, Tom, there's multiple routes. Um, and again, sort of a, a merchant that's that's looking out for the devs as it, as it was um, and sort of making lives easier for us, um, which is really nice. It's good to know when when we're trying to make the developers' lives easier because that ultimately is the pain that the the client feels at the end of that process. So I think I think a lot of that is you know it's good to know what's what what apps are good to work with because it's quite it's not that common that someone will just want exactly out of the box how it works every single time. Um, you know, a lot of bigger brands won't really like the compromise of that. They'll they'll like to customize it to their own business. So yeah. Okay, cool. What other providers would we recommend in the space then, guys? So I wanted to uh, mention Attract as well. So they're um, different backstory to to Kibu. Kibu came came in and um, immediately wanted to you know build something that was um, applicable to to every merchant. Um, I would say, whereas Attract has um, a rich history in kind of enterprise level product discovery um, and search and merch. So they have. You know, they've experienced with some of the largest merchants out there essentially um uh, i don't know which names i'm allowed to say so i won't but yeah they're they're, they're the real deal as well um but they have only very recently um launched on the on the big commerce um uh, app marketplace with a um with a big commerce specific solution um and so we've been working with them um of late on on that and so would would love to kind of include them in, in that list as as one of the partners that you should you should evaluate if you're if you're looking to level up in in this space. Um, they they're, they're clearly very very good at what they do. And then I would be remiss not to, not to mention my own app in the, at this point. So as part of this um, big commerce app um, suite initiative that I'm heading up, um, our app that launched in the last few weeks was Category Merchandiser. So um by no means anywhere close to, to what Clevu and, and, and Attract do so by all means um um consider consider them and, and their solutions for for this space but I recognize that you know the, the out-of-box big commerce and the ability to to merchandise i.e like order the products the way that you you want based on kind of internal strategies particular brands or products that you want to push um towards the top of categories um that was just a little bit lacking um but BigCommerce launched a, a new API to kind of give greater freedom and greater control over, over that. And so I really wanted to surface that to, to merchants. Um, and so we built Category Merchandiser, which entails a, a drag and drop visual merchandiser for, for every category in your, in your store. So you can pin products to the top of the category and, and order them as, as you see fit. Um, but then the initial version also has some uh, additional sort of automation built in so that you can um, push out of stock products to the bottom. You don't want them sort of littering the top of the, the category page when people can't purchase them, um, but retaining the SEO benefits. So move those to the bottom. Um, and, and similarly with on-sale products, you can kind of boost those to the top. So you don't have to, you know, try and get the most out of your, your conversion rate and kind of click through rates while also minimizing the amount of maintenance and kind of management time for you. So, um, so yeah, <laughs> exciting. Yeah, it wouldn't be a podcast if we didn't plug something of our own. So yeah, <laughs> it's available 14 day trial, 
go to the app store today, category merchandise by Space 48. There you go. Uh, at least it took us to the sixth section to actually push one of our own products. But yeah, no, we're, <laughs> we're quite, obviously, I think when you look at some of those names that are in there with Clayview Attract, and there are obviously other search tools that you can integrate into big commerce, it's quite a big space and, you know, it's largely competitive. Um, the product and, and how they've, you know, I think how those businesses have built their kind of AI products as well and, and what that can actually do is quite powerful. Um, I think when it comes to something like search and merch, though, um, you know, search being such a critical part of the UX, I think, you know, not necessarily every every business is maximizing that. So I think there's some good recommendations in there. And, you know, you can you can potentially use different tools in combination to provide AI throughout a site or, or you know, a good search or a good um it's essentially product discovery, isn't it? You know, how you find a product. I think there are different technologies that you can use in combination, but yeah, some really good options there. Um, with regards to um, that, you know, search is, is you know, it's quite a, a good topic that we do discuss with all, a lot of clients, but a topic that we might not discuss with a lot of clients or people might not even be thinking of is, is backups, which is something that we do recommend to clients. Um, Obviously, with it being a SaaS-based model, it's it's a slightly different approach. But, um, Kieran, do you want to just talk us through some of the kind of backup options for for anybody out there that would be looking for you know for this as uh, part of their tech stack? Yeah, absolutely, and I agree with you. It's probably one of the most important parts of a of a, of a site build, making sure that that data is safe um, if anything goes wrong, um, and it's not talked about enough. So here we are. Um, so rewind our. Uh, a smash in it in this regard to be honest um rewind backups at the minute is um it's across multiple different SaaS platforms um and on big commerce backs up all of your product data your images um everything down to sort of customer and orders and um like written blog articles so that that content can all be reverted at a click of a button so if something dramatically went wrong then you've got all that data safe so it's it's the equivalent to something like a, a Magento a database backup, um, but in the SaaS space and much more, much less overheads to sort of deal with in that respect. Um, and then the um, the next one to look at there, again, another app by Rewind um, is Rewind Copy. So as part of the development process um, for, for us at Space, we use both a production environment, which is the sort of the, the end site the consumer sees, and a staged environment so the merchant could go and see test um test new functionality we as an agency can as well um and a big problem that we we find is having that content synced between production and staging so what rerun copy does is allows us to pull across our sort of product data um, and configuration from the production site into staging and be able to have like a really reliable test environment both for ourselves and the merchants um and to be able to sort of make sure that any risk we're we're mitigating that risk massively before we put any changes live, um, and it, it's really nice, yeah, just to keep an environment in sync and know that you're not you're not going to cost anyone millions by taking the site down uh, by uh, putting a change out. So it's it's very good. I think it's quite a pragmatic item that we wanted to add in here because I know I know some of these things are more on the front end and you know a little bit you know, in terms of, you know, more more commonly spoken about, but I think things like backup that, you know, it's quite a, 
something that maybe like a pragmatic e-commerce manager or a larger business would would definitely be would be on their radar. And, and you know, it's good to know that Rewind as, a, as an app provider is really strong in that space. So hopefully that you know someone can take that away and, and implement it. In terms of um, the the kind of eighth area that we wanted to cover, this is reviews. So um, different ways to approach reviews. We you know when it comes to reviews and the clients that we work with. Um, if we were doing a replatform, we might be moving from one review provider, just say you were on Magento previously, or if you were on another platform and you wanted to replatform to big commerce, um, you might want to move to a new review provider while you're going through that process. So uh, we wanted to just give some recommendations for the for the reviews tools that we use that we quite like. Um, so Kieran, do you want to just run through that with us and let us know? Of course, yeah. So um, there's, there's a lot of providers out there that do reviews. I think for me, some of the some of the strongest uh, include sort of Yopo and Reviews.io. Um, so both will allow us to do sort of product and company level reviews, which personally I'm seeing a lot more of at the moment um, in terms of company level reviews and um, building that trust with the uh, with the end user, which is great. So somebody like Yopo, um, their plug and play integration with um, with BigCommerce shows this, and their free plan um, it covers a lot to be honest for for what a free plan is. So there's a lot of uh, company and product level reviews, which is great, and then they obviously offer the um, a premium plan, which is much more user generated content um, and being able to offer say discount schemes for for users that leave reviews, which is great. Um, and they're a big commerce partner, which is always a, which is always a plus. Um, and then similar with Reviews.io, um, something that they do really well is having um, product galleries that can be pulled into the site uh, to be able to create sort of shoppable Instagram galleries. Um, and I think as as we're seeing in the space at the minute, social proofing is is huge. And to be able to sort of pull that content in, I think is a is a massive win for Reviews.io. We'll we'll touch on some of the other benefits to Yopo in a, in another segment in a sec. Um, but yeah, I think obviously reviews and just getting getting high quality reviews is is you know kind of a staple of most e-commerce brands and, and giving uh, customers the opportunity to leave detailed reviews. And you know I think now that you can essentially you know leave images and even UGC in in some of those platforms, it's actually you know developing it into hopefully you know quite a strong tool for most merchants. Um, the ninth area we wanted to cover was analytics and data. So uh, just stepping away from, um, you know, kind of on-site changes, something like like a review, but more analytics and data. Tom, do you want to give a recommendation? Because, you know, sometimes we, a client will come to us and the solution will be, it's in, you know, it's a, it's a tracking issue, it's an analytics issue, they want more access to data. Sometimes that will be handled offsite, um, or will be handled through, you know, GA or, or I don't know, um, you know, using Supermetrics or, or a Google Data dashboard or something like that. But in terms of analytics apps that are on the marketplace, you know, what would you recommend? Yeah, yeah. Um, what do you say? It's not not directly much a revenue generating space, but like incredibly important to, to understand what changes to make and understanding the business more. So. I think that the app that I see recommended the most in this space is Lucky Orange. Um, so this is a, a real user monitoring tool where you can you think heat maps, session recordings, um, interactions with even if it has live chat and surveys as well. So to, to really kind of understand 
an individual's experience on the on the site, which I appreciate you can't, you can't watch every customer, um, but it gives uh, incredibly valuable um, insight if you do watch a few to kind of sample what their experience is. It can help un unearth um, kind of what's ha happening on aggregate in terms of what might be impacting your your um, conversion rate or or your add to basket rate on certain product pages. So. Um, and it's you know really low barrier to entry. It's a, a JavaScript. Well, not only being an app, it's it's, it's a small piece of JavaScript um, to to enable the functionality. Um, kind of very reasonably priced plans as well, um, and you get an awful lot for it. So, um, so once once you've uh, you, whether you're like a new business um, trying to understand, you know how to to get your first sale, or you're an established business looking to grow more, um, that is uh, that kind of tool. It for me is is a must have. Um, and lucky our industry seems to be really popular in the in the big commerce um, space, and they, uh, I think it's it's worth calling out those that have committed to big commerce um, uh, early because they they understand the platform and the integration is going to be really well uh, refined. So, so that's that one. And then staying in analytics, albeit um, a slightly different approach, is Glue. So that's G L E W, um, and this is more of a business intelligence tool. So I appreciate that. Yes, you'll have Google Analytics. I think I saw recently like 94% um, of e-commerce stores have Google Analytics um, installed. I mean, I wish it was 100, but um, um, so you're going to have some form of analytics already. Um, but having um, something even more than what BigCommerce Insights provides, which is another level of um, analytics that the platform um, can provide you, uh, Glue is can pull information from multiple different sources. I guess that's probably where the name um, uh, sort of comes from. Um, so so you can get information from BigCommerce Store yourself, obviously, um, but it might then connect to your ESP. And we talked earlier about you know, connecting up Clavio into various um, different platforms. This could be could be one of them, um, perhaps even your ERP. So if you can pull all that information together, you can then have just a, a lot more insight because you've got a lot more context in terms of why things might be happening. Um, and I know that it has reports in a wide range of areas, whether that be inventory, product, marketing, customer, subscriptions um so you can you can generate your weekly reports but you can also set thresholds for alerting on on certain things as well so um you know i haven't i haven't run an e-commerce business to to really know what it what it's like on the ground and i'm sure that you know it's hard to to um get the time to to look into this space um but i think it's really important to you know good is an enemy of the great so i think it, it's really good to get time to invest in a tool like this and, and understand um, what might be really going on and, and hopefully that will unearth some some strategies to continue growing the business. With a lot of clients, it's there's this just too much data. So it's putting it in a centralized place to, you know, that the decision makers can then digest the information, isn't it? You know, that's that's half the battle sometimes is yes, there's lots of data. Yeah. Where you know, where can you centralize it? And I think it's worth saying that, you know, we do use Google Data Studio. Uh, I had a uh, data and insights, Ollie Lees, he, he, you know, he builds data dashboards for clients and it pulls in different sources from different locations. Uh, and I know that's not necessarily an app, but is it, it is a different approach that, you know, outside of the uh, apps that are in the marketplace. For Yeah, for yeah. And I was really, really impressed by um, BigCommerce that they released uh, an integration with BigQuery as well. So, you know, facilitates your data studios and get, gets your BigCommerce data out into um, a digestible format that can be queried or, or used by other platforms as well. Um, so that is, you know, particularly for those businesses that have, um, you know, some technical drops in house that can you know, maybe use that data. I think the big query integration is something to to um, look at as well. Cool. So we're on the tenth and final area now, which is all about retention. So ret obviously. Some of the areas that we talk about are like back end, some are front end, some are user experience. You know, there are a couple of different areas, but 
retaining and retention um, is retaining customers and, and retention is obviously a huge part of any e-commerce strategy. It doesn't matter if it's B2C, B2B, you know, most industries, this is applicable. So, uh, Tom, do you want to talk through the, the kind of apps that are on the marketplace that, that we like to work with? Yeah. Smile.io is the, is the first one I want to call out. They've um, been, you know, I, I can't remember the actual date they launched on BigCommerce, but they've been um, a BigCommerce partner and a BigCommerce app um, for, for many, many years. I think they're, they're one of the most highly reviewed apps on the App Store itself. Um, so you can probably guess that they're one of the most installed as, as well. Um, um, I have a soft spot for them. So I've kind of known them since well, 2011, 12-ish time as well. I think I worked in their office in, in Canada once upon a time um, for, for a few days. So they, they, they do um, loyalty points. And so loyalty programs um, is kind of where they, they started out. So setting if you're looking to set up a, a loyalty system for your, say, VIP or um, tiers of VIP customers um, to enable them to collect points and then redeem them, whether that be for kind of money off, coupon codes or, or even free gifts, then yeah, they're, they're, they're really good um, in, in this space. Um, can also manage your like referral program um, to um, help that kind of social perspective, um, similar to what Kieran was talking about um, earlier. So yeah, Smile.O, um, definitely wanted to check out. Um, but like every era, there's, there's so many in the space. Uh, the others I want to mention are, are Loyalty Lion, um, partly because we've had experience with them very recently on, on projects, um, which quite similar to Smile. Um, might be again hard to tell, but might be slightly aimed at um, uh, larger businesses. But if you're kind of looking to set up your your loyalty program and or your referral program, um, then Loyalty Lion have a, a big commerce app um, to get you up and running quickly. Um, and the final one I wanted to mention was Yachtpo. Um, we've already mentioned them from reviews, um, but they have so many facets to to their their business, to the user generated content um, that they can can support and enable on your site. Um, loyalty is just kind of almost just one facet of, of their business. Um, so if you're already looking at them for, you know, other areas, whether it be re uh, reviews or something else, then you know, loyalty is, it would be very simple to kind of get, get up and running. Um, and because they are the best of breed, um, app as well, they have, um, uh, an integration with integrations with other platforms. So I've mentioned that a few times now. So they have an integration with Clavio. So you can tie all of your your apps together. And I think that's that's going to be important for getting the most out of each one of them. Okay, cool. That's the 10 areas that we wanted to cover around big commerce apps and the recommendations coming from Kieran and Tom. So um thanks very much for your time, Kieran and Tom. That was really, really useful. Um I think obviously if you're looking to to level up your big commerce store and, and you're looking at you know, different areas um, within your tech stack. These apps are obviously available on the marketplace. Um, we'll publish a blog for this as well. So if you want to um, kind of go against this as a checklist, just visit the Space 48 website and it'll be on the blog. Um, but for now, thanks very much for listening to the podcast episode. And we hope to see you on the next episode. Thanks very much. You've been listening to Spacebar, a podcast brought to you by Space48. We're a UK leading CX and e-commerce platform specialist. If e-commerce content's your thing, then please be sure to subscribe to hear more. Do you like what you've heard or is there room for improvement? Please leave us a review and let us know what you think. Thanks for listening and we'll catch you on the next episode. Mm -hmm.